What's up, guys, and welcome to the Down Low. I'm your host, Lawrence Brinkman. We got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's talk. Stupid idiot! I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that. Look, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, y'all didn't actually believe me when I said I picked the Jets by three last week, right? <laughs> all right, you know. You know, we, we can't pick them all right, you know. Sometimes we're going to get it wrong. Now, to be fair, not all my picks last week were amazing or anything, but come on. Who thought the Jets were going to drop to the third-string quarterback of the Broncos? I mean, come on now. It, it, it really does show you, though, how pathetic both teams in New York are, though. Now, the Giants put up a really good fight against the Rams over the weekend, but a lot of that fight was put up because, you know, the Golden tate Jamie Ramsey beef, which all stems back to leaving your wife for the luxury life of L.A. But anyway, we digress. Uh... It it really it really does show you how bad they are in New York. Like the Giants, Jets, easy locking for thirty first, thirty second pick. Now we need to start talking here because it doesn't look like either one of these teams will make will get a win. Uh especially the Jets. Uh, I don't know how Bill O'Brien gets fired as a head coach. Uh and Adam Gates does not. Now I have nothing wrong with that Bill O'Brien firing. I think it was completely valid, but come on now, you're not gonna fire Adam Gates as well? Like no, what are you doing, NFL? Now they say they think he's a good offensive guru, but Darnold wasn't a bad quarterback in college, and he's looking awful at the Jets. They don't know how to use their offensive line. They had that rookie uh, Beckin, I think that's the name, and he he he's hurt, and they threw him back out there, even though he was hurt. And what do you expect? You expect him to go play well when he's hurt, and he's on the sideline grabbing his shoulder, and it's like. Yeah, but we really need you to get back out there, man. Like, it's all, you're all we got. It's just, it's just a, it's an interesting case over there in New York. So, if either one of those teams gets the first overall pick. Are they looking to trade it, or are they looking to keep it? Because if they keep it, the outlook right now is apparently it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Which, you know, I can completely see that one. He looks like a great talent out of Clemson. And there's no, like, extreme talent. It could also go at number one on the offensive side of the field. So if I'm not going to go with Trevor Lawrence, number one for offense, I don't know who else I could go for. Defensively, I, I could see a few prospects, but if I'm going to have that number one pick, we know someone wants Trevor Lawrence, so we can trade that pick away. But maybe Sam Donald is not the future? I mean, you could be looking to that and thinking that. Uh, Daniel Jones does look currently better than Sam Darnold however the problem with Sam Darnold is that team is just so bad there's no wide receiver talent outside of Jamison Crowder so but yeah uh, at the end of the day I think it's gonna be a New York team I think it's gonna be a New York team with the first overall pick so we got things to talk about today we got things going on on the weekend we need to get discussed did y'all see my two sleeper teams uh go head and head if the Carolina Panthers hadn't jumped up to that 14 to nothing lead at the very beginning, that would have been an extremely good game. But 
if we look at the Carolina Panthers' defense in the last three weeks, it's pretty darn good outside of week one. And if we look at some other teams around the league, we know championships wins titles. Now, I don't know if Carolina's defense is going to win a title, but the Colts' defense now, I think, is a probable candidate for the possibility of being a defense to win a championship. They have been shut down. They have barely allowed any points since that Jacksonville game. And if the Vikings look against a really hard opponent, so if we're to say, yeah, the Texans aren't any good, I mean, they were good in past years, and they're not any good on defense, and, you know, they're not any good on offense, I don't know. I think we got to give the Vikings some credit. we got to give the Vikings some credit for their win. And the Vikings have played the Packers, and then they played the Colts, but outside of that Jacksonville loss, the Colts have been really, really good. Offensively, it's not a Philip Rivers-led team anymore. He's not airing the ball out and throwing for yards upon yards upon yards. He's not doing that here. He's running the ball. They're, ding- they're dinging and dunking. They're getting that ball down the field. It's not. It does not look like a former Philip Rivers team. It looks a lot different. It looks like an Indianapolis Colts team mixed in with a Philip Rivers team, which I like the combination pretty it works really well. Now, here's the problem. The defense is really good now, but how long is that defense going to hold up that good? And we also say the Patriots' defense isn't that good this year. However, they did a pretty good job shutting down Kansas City at home. So, there's a lot of give and take with this weekend, and a lot of things really did shock us all. Like the 49ers losing to the Eagles. C.J. Beathard looked a lot better than Nick Mullins did that game. I don't know if that's just the former veteran savvy coming out or what, but he looked a lot better. And we'll have more to discuss on move changes throughout the league, but we're going to go back for a little second. Dwayne Haskins played so bad that they would rather have Kyle Allen and Alex Smith be the two starters or the first and first, first and second string, rather than him even being on the bench. He's a third stringer, and he might not even be activated. Wow. But that's really hard to understand and acknowledge. we got to acknowledge this for a second. The, the Washington football team, I, I want to say, had more yards. They looked better on offense at times, keyword at times. Than the Baltimore Ravens did. And then we know how good, apparently, this Ravens defense is. But the Washington football team made some good plays. They just could never complete anything. They just couldn't finish anything off. Which, give and take, that is part of the quarterback's duty. And he hasn't been outside of that Eagles win the first week. And we know how bad the Eagles are now. Pretty much a lackluster display out there. So the move for Kyle Allen to be quarterback is an interesting one because he started really hot with Carolina and he faded real quick. And then it's interesting, if Alex Smith goes out there and he just starts winning some games, does he automatically become back player of the year? Because that was a pretty good, that was a pretty gruesome injury. And he would be one of the guys that he won the award. You'd be like, I can, that, that's a nice one. I can see it, but he didn't play the full year. But we're all discussing all this, and this is only possibilities and all, but other things about the weekend. 
Oh, my God. The Bengals, Joe Burrow finally got a win. He knows what it's like to win now. That might be dangerous. Because let's think about it. If he can start feeling dangerous like Baker Mayfield feels, feels dangerous sometimes, we might have a new king of Ohio in a few years. That should be pretty interesting. And uh, some other notable wins on the weekend. The Bills and Raiders game. I think that I think that game was a little underrated. I know the Raiders came back at the end and made it look a little bit better than it was. But if you watch that game, the Raiders just stalled out a couple times. They're not a bad they don't they don't look like a bad team at all. They do not look like a bad team at all. They look like a contender for that seventh seed. And I think they're gonna give the Chiefs a little bit of trouble this coming up uh I don't know if it's next week or this week. They're gonna give them some trouble. I haven't really looked into the new schedule. I kinda wanna keep talking about the old one. So now we're gonna go move on. We're gonna talk about these Browns here who played the Cowboys. Now, if we didn't see this game, you might have thought at the end it was like, oh yeah, they kept it in there. No. Browns almost gave up a lead. But dang, dang, dang. The Cowboys really and the Cowboys could just play like they do in the fourth quarter, the whole game. We would always think this team was like a big chance to go to the playoffs, a big chance to do things in the playoffs every single year. And that's just the thing. They never play like they do the full game. They could play so much better. But they only they save it all for the third, fourth quarter. Which is kind of lame because, you know, they have all that talent. I want to see it the whole time. And Dak does seem like he wants to be a clutch guy. But there is a possibility of him just trying to be too clutch. And just not knowing how to kick the kick the wheels into gear early enough in the game in order to keep things like this from happening every single week. And then you got Seattle up there with Fitzmagic running havoc for maybe half a quarter. And then coming right back down to earth. Which I think I think we're not giving the Seattle Seahawks enough credit. That secondary is so beat up. And the offensive unit for the Seattle Seahawks is a little bit uh since they were all injuries, but they're still winning. And they're score, still scoring more than 30 points while winning. And they're still beating NFL teams, so they're winning. I think the whole I think everyone's just being a little too critical for them on them. We really, 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 and this is a lot of reallys, had to be looking at Russell Wilson for MVP. I don't care if I'm the only one to say it. I'll stand up and say it every time. He deserves that MVP as we speak right now. Well, you guys, I hope you're in for a good show. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. That was just a little bit of update of the last week. I know I missed a few teams. Hopefully we'll bring them back, back up again. You know, on the down low here, we're trying to keep it, keep it real. We're trying to talk about the, you know, a little bit less talked about teams. A little bit, uh, we want to talk about everyone. I want to be inclusive, and I just want to give a general take of who I think and what I think about the NFL. And I think after four weeks, we're going to see a lot of controversy this year in the NFL, but, you know, that's to be expected when you have a COVID season, and Honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to this COVID season because as of right now, there's a few teams who are handling it pretty bad, and you're gonna have to adjust. There, it's just gonna be one of those years where you're gonna have to adjust to outside sources you probably weren't gonna have to adjust to when you first thought about the season. So you know, we'll be right back. All right, guys. What are you? An idiot sandwich. What'd you do? I mean, yeah. Let's be realistic. Um. 
Yeah, we're going to jump right back in here. We're going to go straight to it. Uh, we're going to go straight. Since, since Bill O'Brien's now gone from the Houston Texans, I think we can start this now. Since we've seen our first firing, I think this segment is now allowed. All right. Um, the intro leading into this segment. All right. You idiot sandwich. When someone would ask Bill O'Brien, what did you do? The only thing he could do is say, I'm an idiot sandwich. Now, when I say this, I don't mean just for the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Now, not, that wasn't the only thing that was the problem this season. The problem is you gave a guy so much power to be GM and to be the head coach. And basically call all the plays on all the all the field. So we, we our offensive coordinator and defense coordinator is useless. Why, why do we have one? I guess to chit-chat, but he's going to call the plays. He's getting in spits and spats with different players. We have players coming off Twitter saying, I never want any, I never wished anything upon a man or anything like that. But it, there's a literally a lot of finger being pointed in one direction, and it's kind of hard not to just speculate on his matter and the rest of the league's matter. So here are some of the coaches I think, personally, are on the hot seat after the season start. Matt Patricia of the Lions really, really, really has to be on the hot seat. Now, we, this is some. This is one I want to talk about, and I think a lot of people are going to agree with me, and they're going to be like, oh, this isn't really news. We all see this one coming. But, like, if we really get down to brass tacks, yeah, this guy has to be scared to death. His team is always within games, it seems like, but they consistently always fall out of them. They'll go from throwing the ball so magically down the field, driving it down the field with no, no, no cause of remorse. Just drive, 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 drive. And you're just like, oh, they're unsolvable. And then they let their foot off the gas apparently every time. They've almost never had a running game ever since he's gotten there. And even before him, they never really had a running game. Is these consistent things that have always become an issue with them. They never seem like they're a united team, that they're all together, all for one, all the same purpose. They look like they're a bunch of talent out there that doesn't really want to be here and is looking to play as good as they can to get out of there. And that's just kind of it. He's one of those Bill Belichick um, chess pieces that we're going to look back on and go, yeah, well, he didn't really pan out. Does anyone from his coaching tree really ever pan out? If he does get fired, is Bill Belichick going to let him back in? He let McDaniels come back in, but you're not McDaniels. Then you got Adam Gase for the Jets. We're going to talk about this every week. We're going to talk about it every week. Oh, let me tell you again, we're going to talk about it every week. Until this man is gone, everyone in the everyone that watches NFL football We'll be talking about this every week. This is, what are they doing? And how can you be doing that? And for why are you doing that? There's nothing he has ever done in his career that has been spectacular besides the Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning was already spectacular on his own. Matt Patricia is 10-25-1 over his career. All right? Pretty bad. Adam Gase is 30-39 and 39 overall. He's 7-13 with the Jets. 
Now, you might be looking at that and saying, well, he's better than Patricia, you know, why are we all jumping on him like that? But we've never seen a team just look this bad since the 0-16 Detroit Lions team. Let's be realistic. We've not seen something this bad. I don't even think the 0-16 Browns team was this bad. That's how bad this looks. We're sending Sam Darnold to hospital rooms, apparently. That's just on my take. But we're sending Sam Darnold home this week. He's not playing. And now we're going to have Flacco play instead? It's just an interesting one. I can't understand what they're doing. They can't defend enough for him. So now we're going to throw this old geezer in there at this point in his career. And he's just going to get murdered up. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter who we put back there. And you give a quarterback less than three, two, three seconds, what are they supposed to do? There, there's nothing to do with that. There's no time to do anything with that. Just slant balls every other play. And that's half the playbook is just dinking dunks down the field. You're, you're never going to win-win games that way. Every team who's ever won one games, you know, just white the four of a few teams, just make it really far in the NFL, they'll win a few games. But they're never going to do anything spectacular. And isn't that the point of the NFL season is to do the most spectacular thing you can do every season? So we're calling him an offensive genius, but I ain't seen it. And then Dan Quinn, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, overall in his career, he's uh, 46 and 42, but since the Super Bowl, he's 24 and 28. Two weeks before this last week, they've blown every lead they've had. Ever since the Super Bowl blowout they had, well, not blowout, but, you know, the comeback. I mean, this is what they've grown to be. This is who they've grown to become. Ever since that Super Bowl, all their, every season they've gone 7-9, 7-9, 7-9. This might be the first season where they don't go 7-9. It's just a meh team. That's all they are. They've never really ex- proven anything other than that Super Bowl year. So, we we had to look a, we had to look at that one. I think in maybe 2 weeks, it might even be less if they just keep losing. I think if they lose another comeback, lose to another comeback, I mean, it's over. I think if we lose to another comeback, uh we're going to see the Falcons send him home. So then we're going to move on to Anthony Lynn. Um This is an interesting, all right? He's 29 and 26. And I 27 and 26, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. 27 and 26 and I and I look at this and I say, yeah, that's a big maybe cuz I think they might give him another season even though if he does really bad this season. But I think we're going to have to see something out of him. And when I say this, I mean change up his coaching schemes, all right? And maybe get new coaches, maybe get a cuz there's one area for the Chargers that they always need to improve every year, it seems like, is special teams. They always seem like they have a lackluster, pitiful special teams. It, it, sometimes it's literally the bane of their existence. They, they cause so many fouls. Even if they have a great play, it's just called back. They do a lot of stupid idiot stuff. So I think he might be one of those cases where they might give him a second chance or well, I guess it's like a second chance. I think this is only the real year that we've seen it where we were like, yeah, his strength and conditioning team, his doctors, 
this whole organization just looks like it's run confused. How are you going to hurt your starting quarterback, huh? <laughs> Phil Rivers was there forever and you could never win because there's always something wrong with the defense. There's always injuries. I think there's going to be something that has to change with that team in order for him to stay. But I think they might give him another season after that. And then finally, I think I want to throw this at you guys. I don't I don't know about this one yet. I think it goes back to the Chargers. I'm going to keep this one in the back of your head. Doug Peterson of the Eagles. I think he might be going soon. He's 38-28-1. Pretty good. Won a Super Bowl. Ron Rivera also won a Super Bowl and was also pretty good. The team has always hurt since he's been the coach. Never seems like they're always healthy at the same time. Given that could also be some of the players. However, we, we've only seen him make like stupid, idiotic mistakes. And we've only really seen this team regress and regress just a little bit. And get bailed out by the fact that their conference is so bad for the last couple of years. And that part of that record has to do with the fact that, that division is so bad. If there was just a half-decent team in that division that could win games, oh, man, they would never struggle the whole year just based on the competition they have around them. But I think you, I think we have to look at that one. Now, that 49ers win was really big, and it does show a lot of promise. But it shows a lot of promise beating a team that's also just as banged up and badly injured as you. So next we're going to talk about the power rankings. Now when we look at these power rankings, I'm going to sh- I'm going to go through the ho- the whole list, the whole list, and then we're going to discuss the top ten because that's what we really came here for. I mean, realistically, we'll talk about the other teams at another time, but we'll talk about a few teams in there. But that top ten list that they have going on right now, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I'll tell you that one. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So here's what the NFL power rankings say about your team this week. Now we are going to week five and. The NFL season is starting to matter. Uh, this is this is at the point now where we're going to see what team makes it and which team breaks it. There's still some undefeateds. There won't be that many left very long. But um, here's what the NFL says about your team. Some teams are a little, what? But we're, gonna hear, we're here to discuss it. So nonetheless, I don't think it's much to say. I don't think anyone really had, was going to go shocker, shocker, shocker when you hear this. But... The Washington football team is ranked 30th. The Giants are ranked 31st, and the Jets are ranked 32nd. I don't think there's a soul out there that was like, ah, yeah, I can't see how the Jets or Giants aren't the bottom of the league. Both 0-4, both look atrocious out there on the field, both down their starting running backs. One's now down out there starting quarterback. Offensive lines just look, ugh. That's all we were to say about New York. Who's going to take that first overall pick and do what with it? Washington football team at 30. Dwayne Haskins is probably done. Kyle Allen's now the starting quarterback, and we got Alex Smith as the second string. I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know what to say of this. Your, your team is literally the football team. I think we're just better off just not touching you with a seven-foot pole because uh, I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get COVID from you guys. The Jaguars. The defense is awful. Like the first couple of weeks, it was like, okay, yeah, the defense is bad, but that offense is, is going to score enough points to keep it in there. But uh, 
That defense is awful. Injuries now piling up at uh, the wide receiver position for them. Everyone on the offensive position. Uh, outside of that rookie running back, uh, it just looks, it looks uh, out there. But it is a winnable game against Houston this weekend. So maybe they go to 2-3 and three and they can sit at the bottom of the league at 2-3. and three and It'll be a little strange down there, but they kind of belong down there. And then moving on, we got the Falcons. Broncos, Dolphins. Broncos at 28, Falcons at 27, Dolphins at 26. I don't I don't really know what to say about these teams. Um Dolphins seem like they're okay. They're not bad. They're not good. That's the thing. They're not good, but not bad. Falcons are just they just seem like they're bad. They just seem really bad. We don't really know how to talk about that situation over there in Atlanta. They just look in disarray. Uh look a little confused out there on defense for the most part. Uh Broncos, they got they got to win versus the Jets, but I don't I don't know how many more they're gonna get. And, and, and it's looking like we got a lot of teams down here in the bottom of the league that uh I don't know if it's because COVID or not, but they just don't look like they can compete with all these other teams out here at the top. You know, some of the some of the years in NFL we always look back on it and like the teams at the bottom still look a little bit dangerous to the teams at the top, but it doesn't look like that this year. It does not look like that at all. Then 25, we got the Texans. 24, we got the Bengals. And 23, we got the Vikings. Vikings are making a comeback up to the top. After we had that segment a couple weeks ago about how they suck, I don't I don't recall making those comments, right? Yeah, guys, y'all, y'all don't remember me making those comments, right? Yeah, so with, with Jefferson going ham over there for the Vikings, they, they're now being able to establish a running game. They're allowed, they're allowed to have Theo and catch a ball now because he's not getting double team every single play. We got the Bengals at 24. We can no longer make the joke that they're called the Bungles anymore because they're putting points on the board. They're making teams look scared out there. Joe Burrow is coming into his own. I think they're going to be scared. I think they're going to hurt a team in that division. I think they're going to hurt a team like the Steelers. Steelers are a little bit older on talent-wise on the defensive side, and I think that you know that young bit of offense they got right there with Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, the two Joes going at it. I think they could cause a problem over there in the Steeler land. And Texans, uh, we, I think we're I think we're just going to see a bottom feeding Texas team Texans team for the first time in a while. Uh, without that head coach, you know, a little bit of change up. Romeo Cornell, I think, is now the new head coach, well, interim head coach. And then we're going to move up the ladder a little bit, and we're going to have the Lions at twenty two. I definitely believe the Lions should be above the Vikings. Say what you want, say what you will about the Lions. I still think they're a danger. If they can get the act together about being a unit, I think they're still a danger. 21, we got the Chargers. I think that's a good place to put them. I don't I don't I don't think we go back to Tyrod Taylor at this point. I think you got to ride out Justin. I mean, you started the young guy. I think you got to keep the young guy in there. I think it's only natural and I don't think it's right. Cuz moving away from him, I think that only takes away his confidence as a young guy. But Chargers, I think we saw the best bit of that Herbert charm. I think we're gonna see for a couple couple weeks is uh, that Chiefs game. That that defense played out ma- amazing for him. Uh, we're just not seeing that kind of defense come back for him. We're we're just not. We're seeing it here and there, but they faded away in that Bucks game. But then again, they helped the Bucks come back single handedly on offense. So then we're gonna move on to the Cowboys. And number 20, I mean, the defense is awful. The offense 
hit or miss sometimes in games every week. They're, they deserve to be 20. That's that's all we can really say about the Cowboys. They deserve that 20. Then we got number 19, we got the 49ers. Number 18, we got the Eagles. I think if we ran that 49ers-Eagles game back one more time, I don't think it would be the same outcome. I don't know how you can put a 1-2-1 one, one Eagles team above this 2-2 two two 49ers team. That, for the most part, even with all those injuries, still looks like they're a pretty good team. And I think there's more talent in that team going forward in the playoffs than this Eagles team. But nonetheless, I think either one could flip-flop for that spot. It's it's really sad to see that the leader of one division is 1-2-1 one, and, one, and is ranked 18 out of 32, not even in the top half. Number 17, the inside looking in on the top half of the league is the Raiders. I don't know how the Raiders are right here. I can't really fight and argue it. It's acceptable to put them there. They're 2-2. Two and two. But to me... You can't tell me they don't look a little, just a little good. Number 16 and number 15, we got the Carolina Panthers and the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this was a good game, guys. And th- these are my sleepers right here, right? Mark my words, I think I think Carolina is going to steal the playoff spot. I think they're going to be the third team in the NFC South to steal uh, to get a spot. They're going to be that thief team that gets the seventh seed. And the way the 49ers are playing and the way I think the Rams season might go from here, just based on the quality of play against the Giants and the just the sluggish act that we saw during the Bills game at the beginning, I think we got a Cardinals team. If they can get some things rolling again like they did at the beginning of the year, yeah, maybe it was beginner's luck with the new tandem at quarterback uh, with his new wide receiver, but I don't know. I think we got a, another sleeper, too. I think both these teams are very deserving of a playoff spot as we speak right now, and I think moving forward they're going to they're gonna put the pedal to the middle and they're going to hurt some teams' feelings. The Bears at number 14 is a disgrace. It's a travesty. This team sucks. I mean, no, realistically, they're 3-1, and one, but, boy, they suck. They played some of the worst teams this year so far at the beginning. And and it's there's just no excuse for it. They they're just so bad. When you look watch them play, Nick Foles only is good when he comes off the bench, not when he's playing, starting the game. He, I don't know. I don't know that quarterback situation there. I'm pretty sure they wish they would have taken a lot of other people other than Mitch. Number thirteen, we got the Patriots. Now, is anyone listening to this one and just going the Patriots? Why the Patriots? Well, that's an interesting one to tell you. The Patriots is a... Uh, I think they're only on there for their defense. The way they could stop the Chiefs so well at the beginning of the game, fantastic. Number 12, we got the Saints. Number 11, we got the Rams. I'll accept both of those where they are. I think they deserve to be there. And now we crack the top 10. We got the Browns at number 10. Okay, I'll accept it. They beat the Cowboys, and they pretty much beat them pretty willingly. Kick the crap out of them. Pretty sure OBJ liked that. Huh. JK, JK. No hate, no hate. So then we got the Colts at number nine. That defense looks good. Now, they might have the same problem that we think about the New England Patriots last year. At the beginning of the season, they didn't play anyone for that defense to be struggling against. And that defense just looked amazing. Well, they haven't played any offense that scares anyone either, so... I don't know anything about this team going forward, but dang, that is a nice defense 
from the outside looking in right now. And then we got the Buccaneers at number eight. Yeah. They, they've proven themselves to get that high. I think so. That uh, quarterback play is only getting better every week. Tom Brady has found his new weapon in Mike Evans, and dang, it's been a while since he had a weapon like this. Good look, good looks going forward. Titans, COVID, downhill from here. Downhill from here. I'll have some more report on that tomorrow. Ravens, Seahawks, 6-5. and five. Come on, why are we hating on the Seahawks? Why are we putting them at 5? Please put them up a little higher. Ravens, I mean, I don't know. They, they bounce back against the Washington football team. However, Washington, I th- I think I looked the stats right. They had more yards than the Ravens, so there's not much saying for them on that department. Number four, we have the Bills. Serious, serious team right here. I think we got a playoff contender right here. And when I say playoff contender, I mean to actually win a playoff game this year. I think they're going to go far. I think they're going to cause some noise. And then they move the Steelers all the way up to number three. Packers at number two. I think we all understand that one. And the Chiefs, we understand that one at number one. Let's talk about the Steelers one real quick before we wrap this up. Steelers at number three doesn't make sense. They had a bye week. I get it. But they never played anyone tough this year. And if you ask me, they got a week off. But this might be a bad timing to have a week off. I don't know if we want to have a week off this early in the season. It's only just going to cause injuries from here. Uh, But, mm. I don't know how you're going to jump over the Bills, Seahawks, and Ravens. I don't see it. But Steelers at three. Uh Uh-oh, Spadudios. All right, guys. I kind of want to wrap the episode today on uh, some resurgent teams, all right? We're going to discuss a few little bit of news in the league uh, that we might have not discovered today or discussed today. I'm sorry. I want you to look at some of these teams coming up uh, and their schedule they have coming up for them. The Vikings, Indianapolis Colts, Carolina Panthers, New England Patriots, the Saints and the Lions, I'm going to put them together, and the Browns. After all these teams' performances last week, even the one loss, do your research and pay attention to these teams. All right? Uh, Indianapolis, like as we said before, uh, they got that defense. It's It looks really, really good. I don't know what else to say about it. It just looks fantastic. They're leading the league in almost every single category on that defense. They got Phillip Rivers as a quarterback. He's never known to be clutch, but he's got better weapons, and he's got a defense for once in his career. Maybe he can be clutch now. Vikings, now we said it before, we, we were making fun of them about the Stephon Diggs trade. Yeah, it's really helped the Bills out, but Jordan Jefferson's really coming to his own and uh, causing a lot of problems for our opposing teams. Now, there, there are some issues with this team. Yes, uh, the defense looks a little bit suspect sometimes. They're also young and didn't play together last year, so we have to look into that as well. But I think at 23, they're ranked perfectly to make a run. And there's a little bit of a gap in their schedule that comes up that I think they can make a run with. There's a few teams that they can beat. Uh, And going forward, I think you need to look at this Vikings team as a team that might have some promise moving forward and, you know, scare a team and win a game here and there. Um I think we're looking at a one-and-done-in-the-playoffs team, but I think they're going to get there. Uh, Carolina, I think you might get a one-and-done-in-the-playoffs. I think you might get a scare for your money in the playoffs, but I think this is another team you have to look at. They 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 figured out how to smell blood. They smelt blood against the, against the Chargers. So 
once they learned what blood tastes like after they smelt it, I mean, it's only up from here. I mean, there's not much that can bring you back down. You were already at your low point when you lost CMC, and now they're winning games left and right. That that running back position now, though, is getting really thin. I think we have to look at that if you're a Panthers fan. That that O-line on the left side is looking a little thin. It, it, if they can keep pressuring the quarterback like they did the last couple of weeks, I I think they don't they don't they don't get that scared on the secondary position. That secondary, if you look since week three, is ranked number one. That secondary is ranked number one. They're they're proving themselves out there, but I I think that's only because of the quarterback pressure they're getting. They, I think they have to sustain that in order for you to keep their praise and for us to keep looking at them every week. But keep an eye on them, the Patriots. Now think about this. All right. Just look what Cam Newton does as quarterback for that team. They actually play so much better. Uh, they look scary because that defense can keep you in that game. They, they proved that against the uh, the Chiefs. They proved that one. They kept them in there that until that fourth quarter, third quarter. I think it was at the end of the third quarter. They kept them in there. They didn't let them score a touchdown the first half. They're the first team to do that all season, given it's only been four weeks in, but that's still impressive. I think I – think People are starting to learn how to figure out the Chiefs' offense. Um, we'll see more people take the Patriots' strategy going forward. But no, Stephon Gilmore hopefully gets off this COVID thing real quick. Cam Newton's apparently going to be back for the next coming week because he's asymptomatic. So I think we're going to look at that one. I I think we give him a slide this week. All right, with Stephon Gilmore probably not playing, but they can't play too bad. They can't play so bad that. It, it, it like it shows a big difference that he's not there, all right. And when I say Saints and Lions, I kind of want to include them together because of the performance they showed. Uh, it was a pretty good game if you paid attention. It was a really good game. Um, Lions, of course, blew a lead that they had, but they had that lead early. Okay, you can't harp on them so much about losing that lead. They had that lead early, but if the Lions can put it together, I think they actually can make a run for the playoffs. I don't think they make it, but I think they can make a run for it. I think that division is really tough. They're going to have to get through this surging Vikings team. They're going to have to get through the Bears. I don't know what you call it, offense, but I don't see a problem with that. That defense is scary, though, but they're getting a lot of injuries pile up on it because just the amount of reps and the amount of reps they have to play on defense, it's not okay, but it's a recipe for disaster moving forward. But, you know, I think they're going to they have to ride through the season like they are. I don't think there's much changing they could have done it. Now, this is the other thing. Do the Bears now regret not taking Cam Newton? Because remember the old rumor at the very beginning of his, when he got cut, was he was going to the Bears. He was going to the Bears. I think they're regretting their decision now not taking him. And then the final team we need to be looking out for, I think you might know, they are number 10 in the league, according to the NFL power rankings. It is the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm not a huge jump-on-the-train kind of guy, but this team's playing really well on the defense and running game side. That offense is suspect in the passing game. Obel Jackham Jr. looks really good running the ball out of the backfield, though. And that play, Bananas, just just look into Kevin, I think it's, I don't know his first name, Stefanski. Uh, look into what he talked about, that Bananas play. Just go on YouTube and type in Stefanski Bananas. Uh it's an amazing play. It's pretty interesting to hear the dialect and how they created it. Um, according to that play, at the, at the offensive line, 
Baker Mayfield was just there, and he was like, bananas, bananas. And the whole team got excited, and they knew it was about to come. And it was a pretty good play. So I want you guys to, to keep uh, track of those teams. It's only seven. Just do a little bit of research. Uh, I think they'll be, just, they'll be surprised based on the outcome and how they might finish the season. There's always teams like this in the middle of the season. You just got to look out for You know who the good ones are. You know who the bad ones are. But there's teams in the middle that people often overlook. Now, I know we're including the Saints, but come on. The Saints were also 1-2, and two, and everyone was questioning if they were going to make the playoffs. A little early, but, you know, we don't talk about playoffs this early, but we can consider. We can consider. All right, well, anyway, guys, uh, thank you guys for joining me today. I'm having a blast making these things, man. I'm having a blast. I can't wait for college basketball season to come up. It's going to be a blast talking about that. Uh, college football, hopefully I can get more into it. Uh, I think I will discuss more about it tomorrow. But, yeah, I'm having a blast making this podcast for you guys. I hope to include about every sport I like and I can talk about. Uh, it might narrow down the field a little bit, but, you know, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter at the Download Podcast. And uh, peace. Get out! You're not good enough! Piss off!